work and all she could do a black woman especially all they could do was be like the help and do domestic work which my mm-hmm. grandmother was mm-hmm. um, until you when you could only do that of course you really needed a man and it was smart to take care of the man because the man was the only one that had the job and because he had the job especially in the black community his resources were spread around they gave him the run of the mill and you know, a lot of us grew up, if we were really honest about the state of marriage where relationships are concerned, all these things we talk about, like, oh, I'm earning my man while I was learning my man, you know, Shirley didn't call the barber and said, let me, you know, let me, you know, hold on. Thank you all so much for coming back tonight. I'm super excited. Um, I have a guest that I met in the nail shop years ago. Maybe my first year out here in 2017, just in a nail shop talking, chatting up. We were both getting our nails and our toes done. Um, and we exchanged numbers and we met that way. And I've been following her on Facebook and still like keeping in touch um, all of that time. So y'all know how y'all know how your host is. I meet people, I talk to people, I love on people, they love on me, this is what we do. So tonight, she's gonna help me continue our conversation on being a non-conforming black woman and being okay with that and fighting for that particular freedom. I want to introduce to you all, Miss Nikki Brooks, and I'm gonna let her tell you a little bit about herself. Oh, hello guys. I am a former pastor, teacher, turned business professional, a project management consultant in my day job. So my day job, I help companies manage change and navigate uh, their change and culture, whether it's like IT or whether it's like, uh, you know, some soft skills like leadership and kind of culture stuff really going on now with a lot of companies pivoting. Um, but outside of that, I'm also a community activist. And so started a chapter of the NAACP and served as president from 2015 to 2019 in uh, Baytown, uh, Texas, the uh, Crosby, Baytown, East Harris County of Houston area. And then also, uh, I like to say that I'm Facebook famous, so to speak. I'm definitely a thought provocateur. So, um, done quite a few little different things from being a um, being a pastor for quite some time, from radio shows, stuff like that. And I'm just one of those people that I like to um, provoke thought in non-conventional ways. And so, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about this because uh, I'm definitely a non-conventional woman. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what made me think about it. Um, I can't remember which post of yours. I'm, I'm always on one of your posts <laughs> where you're like, like you you be letting people have it and you be letting them have it in a good way. Yeah. Uh, it has to be, I think it was the Cardi B post where um, they were talking about, for some reason, out of all this, it was like, oh, she's losing. She's the bad person yeah. because she decided to let this no good Negro go. Mm-hmm, like she's mm-hmm. lost. It was like she somehow became the bad guy. Yeah. And you talked about that. So yeah. can you um elaborate a little bit more on that? Like why why do you think is that and it's for some reason it's always us. 
it's always us against us. Isn't it's, it's the craziest thing? It's like, oh, so she she should have. I'm not a down ass chick if I stay because you constantly cheat on me. That's I'm not it. a down ass chick if you constantly having babies on me and you doing X, Y, and Z and you with everybody else, but you come back to me. I'm a stupid ass chick. That's what I am. I don't know my worth, and I don't understand why people think it's okay to be that ignorant, to be that belligerent and not loving your own self, right? Like to me, that is so asinine. Yes. Like I'm not gonna care about me because I wanna be down for you because I love you. I wanna, I, I've seen a girl, she's dating a dude and she's like, I'm the real missus, whatever his last name is. No, you're not, baby. You know you're not the real missus. That's why you naming that, cause you know it ain't you. No, oh, I can't Just be in the lineup. Why we have to be in the lineup? Well, you know, for me, a lot of it, um, I probably am somewhat of a self proclaimed feminist and that probably was a little bit of my um issue that has gotten me you know put out and excommunicated out of like two churches because <laughs> for the most part um i just don't believe guys made women to be inferior i think we spiritualize and now it's part of our culture a lot of this role of women and it was a, it was necessary back in the day because when a woman couldn't work and all she could do, a black woman especially, all they could do was be like the help and do domestic work, which my mm -hmm. grandmother was. Mm -hmm. um, until you, when you could only do that, of course, you really needed a man and it was smart to take care of the man because the man was the only one that had the job and because he had the job, especially in the black community, his resources were spread around. They gave him the run of the mill. And you know, a lot of us grew up, if we were really honest about the state of marriage where relationships are concerned, all these things we talk about like, oh, I'm earning my man while I was learning my man. You know, Shirley didn't call up Barbara and said, let me, you know, let me, you know, hold on while I take care of him. You know, we got Shirley Mur Murdoch as you lay, sweet thing, he ain't mine and all of that stuff. We shared men traditionally, your grandmama, them, your aunties, because those men had the resources in the community. So yeah, you earned your man and learned your man because he left something on the dresser for you to take care of them kids. And that's what you did. And you made sure they ate, you made sure they got the big piece of chicken and you dealt with it. But in the meanwhile, black women been growing up, we've been eat, drinking our milk, going to school. And thankfully, you know, since the, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the system that uh, tends to, that uh, makes it hard for black men mm -hmm. to do what they need to do, the skills that you kind of need in America to survive mm -hmm. that emotional control, black women are really like the matrix masters. So because of that, we have risen up in our ability to earn and do all of these things. And at the end of the day, we're not second class. There is a double standard where a lot of stuff is concerned, this whole, you can't do what I do. Traditionally, we have allowed men who are straight up hoes, no sexual integrity, in and out of church, do whatever they want to do, but then turn around and demand virginal, pristine behavior from women. And it's and like, okay, this is, for me, the catalyst is actually, again, I'm a certified church girl, even though I don't sound like it half the time. For me, the catalyst is that, wait a minute, this is hypocrisy. God didn't give no the sexual integrity and holiness order to women. He gave it to y'all. And if you really look at a lot of the things that we use to spiritualize this stuff, the onus is actually supposed to be on men to do a lot of those things. So my thing is just that I'm one of those, it's like, I'm gonna call out all the BS because it's really hypocritical. At the end of the day, you can't wanna be pain and you wanna do everything that the king does except actually exercise your ability to rule. 
So you want me to think for you? You want us to do everything for you? But then you want to rule? You ain't doing no work. You're not doing any work. And so, you know, at this point, I think that it's really, uh, you know, and again, not to be too spiritual, but that's, I'm kind of on that fence. I'm spiritual and I'm whatever. At the end of the day, I feel like it really just pleases God himself for this level of hypocrisy that we have amongst men and women. And it's sad because you got men who literally think, you know, when we talk talking about the Cardi B, it's just, you know, you got men who really will be all of a 4.6 and really believe that he needs to take a 10 or an eight and bring her down and make her be 4.6 material. Boo-boo, deal with them three to fives. Deal with the three to fives in your lane. You know what I'm saying? Deal with the low-hanging fruits. Yeah, deal with it. And and ain't nothing wrong with being a five. That's your your pool right there. That's your pool. Deal in your pool. But there is something about our culture that we need to shift and fix when we actually believe that, um, and I, I don't even know, because, you know, some of it almost translates to, like, to some degree for Black women. Unfortunately, you almost can't win for losing. And you know, Akila, one of the things, one of the reasons that I'm so vocal is because when I first got started, I was a young pastor and minister. And one of the things I actually used to do, and I totally believed it, the way that I even got a pretty big platform is that I was one of those women that browbeat women. I, I got married when I was 19. I browbeat other single women. You single because of blah, blah, blah. I thought you got chose because of ABCD. I was one of those ones that helped to repeat the things that I learned because I thought it was right. But then after about, I started, I would mentor a lot of women and a lot of young married women. And then after about three to five years in the game, I started saying, wait, the data ain't adding up. The women, you know, the, the women getting all this help, but they men ain't getting no help. You know, something's wrong here, something's wrong. And I started examining, okay, if we saying it's supposed to be one way, but the outcome that we're getting is not that, then something's wrong with what we're doing. And so, yeah, I just had to point out all that, you know, I, I just like pointing out a lot of the hypocrisy and controversy. And you know, people have been off the chain the last several months on social media with, you know, I think it kind of started with the Jada Smith thing, girl. Just, <laughs> you know, and I was, I was beyond shocked at just some of the, um, some of the people that I knew who had so much to say, some of the men, especially mm. directly who had a lot to say. And I was like, wait, because I know you like the district health. You got two, three women. You didn't have all kind of stuff you're doing. You leave stuff on folks' dresses. If you don't right now, you used to in your 20s and 30s. So you mean to tell me we're going to have a double standard? It's this whole you can't do what I do thing? Yeah, no. Not, 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 not on my watch. <laughs> you know, um, and I, you know, I just think it's one of those things that, you know, people got to be educated out of that. And, um, and for me, the catalyst for me to come out of that thinking actually was my husband. Because my husband wasn't very churchy, as churched as I was. And he was the one that would be like, wait a minute, hold up. That's not, that ain't how that works. You know, and I I would, a lot of what I thought things were supposed to look like came out of, you know, what my church was telling me and what I thought that, you know, women were supposed to do. And I was struggling to try to do those things. And my husband was like, you don't have to do those things. Uh, You know, my father was a feminist, thankfully. 
Um, so I think those, the men in my life helped me really know that I didn't, I wasn't second class to anyone. And that, you know, um, and that my, me being a woman was not, was not second class to them in any kind of way. And that, um, and that, and in addition to that, they had some responsibility to do what they're supposed to do. Uh, Cause that's what part of being a man is not, you know, doing your own stuff and not blaming every single solitary thing on the existence of women. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's um to piggyback off of some of the, some of the mo- multiple things that you said because you said uh, a heap of a great bunch of stuff. But to think about like as a society, just thinking about Black people as a whole, um, we've been so uh, we've been strategically built to tear each other down, right? Because that was the way that we would either get some type of freedom or something like that. And it's like, okay, so now the men are strategically building, they're like, okay, I'm gonna have multiple women and I'm gonna tell this one this and I'm gonna do this one with that one. And then the women are like, oh, well, it's, I'm, I'm cool with being the side chick. I'm cool with being number three. As long as I'm on the team, he doing X, Y, and Z for me. Yeah, and it's like, no, like that is not, to me, I feel like in the Bible, there was so it, it shows you that there's always going to be a time where you mess up. There's always going to be a time where you falter. And I think like so many people think like, oh, the Bible means that you're pristine. The Bible means that you don't mess up. No, baby, that's not what the Bible means. The Bible means that you live life every day and you learn from those mistakes consistently and you afford Thank everybody you. else. I don't on know the what they be reading. I'm still salty about homeboy raping his sister. I still can't really deal with half of the stuff that's in there. To be honest, I mean. I have a hard time reconciling it, just how imperfect these people were, but go ahead. And that's how I think, that's, a, that's something that I think that we have to do as a culture. We have to reconcile the trauma that we've been through. Mm. Sometimes we hold on to trauma because it makes us a victim and in that victimization, we become victorious. But we're actually not victims and we're actually not victorious when we hold on to that victimization, right? It's not until you actually let go of those things. Cardi B, for example, was in a victimization situation, right? She yes. was staying with a young man who yes. kept stepping out. He didn't yes. know how to handle what he had before yes. him. The love that he had was too good for him because he don't know any better. He thinks he needs oh, 15, yeah. 16 different people yeah. to be somebody else. Like Megan said, I put on a wig and had you thinking you're messing with somebody else. If that's what you need, not that you need to go mess with 15 other people. I can be that. I'm crazy enough to be there. Come on. Yeah, if that's what you need. Exactly. If that's what you need, and it's like, instead of being a victim, instead of being okay with being victimized, take that and turn that around. Like, I, when I heard WAP- Take power back. Like, when I heard WAP, I was like, oh my God, like, this is what I told my niece. I was like- I love Cardi is, I, I love this song. Cardi is so disgusting, but st- I love it. Like, say what you gotta say, because I was, when I was 15 or 16, I was rapping Trina, off glass, mm-hmm. now nigga, whatever it was. That's I was rocking the evil nana. I was listening to, uh, to Lil' Kim. I was listening to it all and was saying it. And it was not that it's like, <clears throat> while it may be disgusting to some, it's like a vindication of you being okay with being yourself and saying what it is you like. You like know, you want so to I say, Akila, I say that the world and they are doing what the church failed to do, and that's really set women free and make them equal. Because if you really want to just think about hip hop, okay, when I listen to like City Girls, uh, May and Cardi B, now you know I I grew growing up, and I, if you grew up anything in nineties two thousands, it's very difficult to not like 
hip hop. And we have a very strange relationship with it because I know that a lot of it's vulgar, but it's the wordplay. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's the wordplay, that's the thing, it's poetry. So it's like, that's our part of our thing and our generation. So yeah, it comes to the territory. But what you had back then was you had all these people, you had UJK, you had MJG, you had Bust Down, you had all these folks that were singing stuff. And then like maybe what, 15, 20 years went by, you had, you had Trina and then you had Little Kim and Fox Brown was up and up for a little bit for a minute. And then it was silent. And all of this time that there has been no answer to women, there has been a ridiculous amount of misogyny and men preaching what they do with women, what they ain't gonna do, what a woman is, what a woman ain't. They have talked and rapped and spoken about their entitlement to vagina to the point that women actually walk around here being apologetic and you got a vagina. Entitlement to the vagina. You got entitlement to the vagina and you don't know much about it. So now that the subject matter experts, the said owners of vagina have started to speak and say, okay, wait a minute, we know what you like, but let me tell you what we like. Now it's a problem. Men, they're fragile, they're not used to, they're not used to hearing about it because one thing I like that um, my husband said, when the first time we heard WAP, he was like, oh, you know, men ain't gonna like that because all they're doing is telling men what they supposed to be. That all of that that they saying, that's what you're supposed to be doing anyway. And so, you know, the problem is that what they're supposed to do has not been spoken on for years. It's only about what we ought to do. Get down, do this, do this, do that, be this, be that, don't be that. But see, we got some standards and stuff too. It's a two-way street. So yeah, now that we have said, okay, you know, it's just like, what, what's a, it's a song on right now. Uh, I think it's Riding Rich. He says, uh, in the song, he says, she sucked, the, she sucked my soul, got the cash out. Okay, that's what he said. And the, nobody uh, the said box, the box. Yeah, the box. He said that he sucked the soul and got the cash in. Cardi B said, okay, now then she gave a prerequisite. She said, that's fine. But then she gave a prerequisite for said soul suckage. You need to be able to touch the dangly thing in the back of my throat. Now everybody mad because you thought that you could just take the Tonka truck and you'd be fine. And you (laughs) you do this with the cash app. But then Cardi said, okay, that's cool. But here's a prerequisite for you to be able to do that. And now that you're like shocked, men are shocked that so many of them do not meet these unspoken prerequisites that women speak about amongst themselves anyway, Mm -hmm. that we've never been able to openly talk about. Now they're offended. And to me, it's almost, it's almost you have men waking up almost the way that white people are in America. Like, <laughs> that was racist? What? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, you have men kind of going through, manhood is going through the same thing right now. And unfortunately, or fortunately, or unfortunately, it is these ladies in, in music and hip hop that are kind of the catalysts. They're being a catalyst for these things being spoken about. And, and, um, Hey, I'm I'm like here for it because I'm like, look, all y'all did was answer a lot of this stuff that they were talking about that, you know, a lot of during our time, there was no female answer to, you mm-hmm. know, and, you, and, and they balanced the scales because, you know, now, yeah. I mean, it, when we were in school, maybe, you know, you were in high school, if somebody caught the worst thing in the world to be called was a hoe. Oh my gosh, she's easy, or she's this, or she's that. Well, and young girls didn't really have nothing to retort with, even though that's unequitable. Well, now, I mean, she might have something to retort with now. 
So, you know, it ain't the same no more. And so I, I, I kind of, um, I'm here for it. I, you know, I, I'm here for it. And people tend, you know, it's, it's not about the, it's like, can we discuss the, the content and the, the, the whole thrust of it without getting down into like, like, oh, well, you're endorsing a lifestyle or whatever. No, we just, let's just talk straight up about it. That's but this should be like, this should be your lifestyle though. And not to say necessarily that's what everybody is doing, but if you are sexually Come active on. and you have a partner, you should be able, now God said be fruitful to multiply. Your job is to multiply and have kids. Part of that is you get to have enjoy sex. having sex with your partner, right? So you should be able to enjoy that. And if we're going to enjoy that, we need to be able to hold a conversation about what and makes we need to be able to talk about it, girl. We got to hold that conversation. We can't be up here, uh, you want me to moan and groan and you're not hitting my spot. You can, it's, what is that? Like, what are we doing? We playing. Now, now I'm lying to you, feeding your fragile ego. When I need to be telling you the truth, baby, you need to move X, Y, and Z way. We got to work on such and such. You got to oh, move a little to the left, a little bit to the right, a little bit back. No, curve up a little bit. You got to talk about all of that. Because I need to Sex for the you know married people that's supposed to be where you're supposed to be able to enjoy it, you know the most or whatever. Why is everybody is having it? Everybody's having sex. Every most adults are having sex. So why do we not want to talk about it? And my thing is like you know if I feel bad for people that cannot really relate to it because especially those that are married because I'm like you know if you can't relate if that doesn't as a as a woman, if the thought of it, and I'm trying to choose my words carefully so people don't attack me. I'm, I want to say <laughs> nobody attacks on thirty something virgin. So say exactly what you feel. If the thought of it and what she's saying does not sound fun and excite you as a woman, that this that that I want a man to do this. To, I want my man to be able to do this to my body. If that does not excite you. I really question how healthy your sexuality is so you have some issues if you are in a marriage or committed relationship what's really going on that where you um cannot enjoy sex yeah because i mean what she's saying is all about technically everything they're saying is an enjoyable experience so they're just saying it in a little in a vulgar way so and even even then you could probably kind of get questionable about whether or not it's actually technically how vulgar is it you know I, I i don't you know we really could probably even argue that a little bit because you know again if you having conversations about sex you know i mean outside of the genitalia um a lot of what she's saying I, it's technical <laughs> so i don't understand how like you know i mean you may not well, use the like, word, but it's technical stuff she's talking about. So, yeah. and I want I want to throw this disclaimer out, Virgil. We're not bashing. We're not saying, "Oh my God, if you're not comfortable with sex," because I'm gonna be honest. There's certain things that I'm not comfortable with talking about yet. But I felt liberated when I heard WAP, and it made me think like a Tila. You got to step outside of the box. You got to be willing to do X, Y, Z. Not saying that I'm gonna do certain stuff because like party talking about somebody touching a little dangly thing in the back of your throat. I ain't made it that yet. Some other people have, and that's okay. You do what you want to do if you you know yeah, that's what, what you do. do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't, you know. I, hey. That's why I said Cardi, she was wild. I go with my girl. I'm more like Meg. You know, I'm a, I want to spell my name. You know, I, you know, look yeah, at yeah. you know, like that. But <laughs> I don't, I'm not thinking about that. And I think that sometimes people 
we get so caught up on the fact of, I need to be able, you should know. And it's like, no, I shouldn't know. We should be able to communicate. And I think that's what, that's what to me, WAP is doing. It's opening, up, it's opening up a conversation and say like, hey, you know that women are continually fighting to get through the glass ceiling. You know that black women are continually paid less than white yes. women and white men than black men. And like, doing the most work. Yeah, and we're doing the same exact thing. More Nine times out of 10, doing the shit 10 times better than you. Yeah, we're doing right? it more. <laughs> we keeping we're it together. Yeah, and keeping it together and doing all of these different, we're multitasking 50 million different times. You just got through exercising, you got to go to work, you uh, probably got to get planned for tomorrow. I'm working on a lesson plan in the middle of doing a podcast, Mm -hmm. feeding my niece, you know, doing all these different things. We have to wear 50 million hats and then you want us to sit back and be quiet when you decide that you're going to down us because you don't like what it is that we're doing or how we've decided to live. Like, I feel like that's so... I feel like that's one of the things that holds black couples back. Like, you're not willing to be, how can I put this? So I remember doing, I I was used to be like really, 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 really deep in the church, just like you. And I remember uh, I produced the Women's Day program and it was the Proverbs 31 woman. That was our thing. And I remember years later thinking of, I pulled up, you know how you have old files? And I pulled up the the uh, pamphlet for the day. And I was looking at it and I was like, wow, like this is what God is telling you that I am for you to come and find me. Like these are all the things that I offer. And when, I, when I'm with you, we together make each other better. Like now I'm gonna be whole and complete before I get to you, hopefully, or whatever flaws that I have, those things we can work together just like I'm gonna work with you on yours. But all of those things, I was like, like this is what he this is what he gets when he gets me. And like I'm thinking back to what you said when you talked about um them being a king. But when you get me, when I begin to elevate you, you think that that is my job. But it's yeah. actually not my job. It's for yeah. me to help you get where you want to go. That's it's it. for me to let you know, like, King, I see you. And you can do X, Y, and Z, and you're capable. But here is something that you should do. And when I give you those tools, you're supposed to run with them and not look back at me. And I feel like this was part of them. I'm saying, like, you know, this is what you should do. I saw somebody post a meme said, oh, she said she don't cook, she don't clean. That's how she got the ring. Now, look, she ain't got nothing. No. Mm-mm. Well, you know, my thing is, when a king starts looking for a queen, does he start with the hired help? I mean, okay. Um, some people, you can have whatever it is that you need. If what you need is a woman to make your food and to press your drawers, if that's what you need and that's your capacity, there is nothing wrong with that. But if you need somebody to help run your kingdom, you know, every, every the, the word, and I think we throw that word king around a whole lot. And the reality is that if you're going to be real technical, everybody ain't no king, but whatever. And that's okay. Some people are, you know, you're a shepherd. You are a field boy. You are a uh, jester in the court. You are, everybody is not all royal. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's just, you know whatever what somebody needs is defined by what it is they do as a teacher when you need help you know there's certain help you need okay there's a difference between you needing and you you as a teacher you get to determine uh whether or not you need helpers that hold the door and that you know uh take out the hall pass and clean the desk or whether you need somebody to help you grade papers or whether you need someone to help you with curriculum what you need help with is determined by you 
and what it is that you're trying to do. And it's not fair. Let's say as a teacher and you really need like an assistant teacher. Do you take one of the kids that's <laughs> supposed to be the line monitor and try to make them grade papers? Yeah. Or, you know, or vice versa. Do Does, does your district give you a, a student teacher and you got all this stuff that you need help with and you take the student teacher and you just have her like, she take the role every day or something. I don't know. Well, you could be maximizing her in a whole different way. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I think that we just, um, we don't, uh, and, and and I think, I'm going to jump to this too when it comes to like, you know, women, you know, that term we use, pick me, but, you know, in corporate, we call it gatekeeping. Women are tend to gatekeep um, and reinforce a lot of these male ideas and stuff. They gatekeeping and make sure the rest of the women stay in line. And I think what happens is that within, especially within the black community, you have so many older women whose youth was wasted away on these niggas. Just, I don't eat this. Really? Really? You know what I'm saying? And, and when I'm, that, that is how they're feeling. That is how they're feeling at an older age. They feeling like I wasted my time. Not on black men, on these niggas. You know, it's just like, yeah. ish. you know what I'm saying? And so you did that. And now it's like, um, and when you look at other younger women who are liberated, sometimes people have a problem with that. Because what they really see is, I want, I they see what they weren't able to do. And, and so I they think, don't know how to understand. They don't they have a problem with it. And so they brought beat them back into a place. And I'm all for people like Cardi and Megan. Cardi, Cardi redeemed and reclaimed her time. She That's did it. Go. That's it. She did not go. Now, now mind you, when the man cheated the first time and he busted on, broke his on the stage at a concert and everything, begging and crying to get her back. Everybody was saying what she ought to do and that she ought to take them back. She took them back. She said she doesn't cook, she doesn't clean. Um, Y'all are laughing at her because instead of cooking and cleaning and losing her soul and trying not to be the Cardi B that she is and the millionaire that she is to keep a piece of a man, that she's decided I don't need it. Now, mind Mm -hmm. you, if he'd given her a disease and if she was still with him and had the outside children, people would talk about her then too. So I, I, I am all for the fact that this woman said, you know what, um, my walk, you won't be getting it no more. I think we need to be okay with, I am, I am a young lady who felt like, oh my God, I wasted so much time on a person. And then I had to take a step back. Like for me, 2020 has been a year where God took off the blinders and the training wheels. And it has been a blessing for me. Um, and what I mean by that is I had to sit back and reconcile the part that I played and where I am today and the things that I've dealt with and why I kept repeating certain things. Like those women who dealt with those N-words, all those ninjas all that time, they were supposed to be learning a lesson yep. and they couldn't learn it. They couldn't learn it because they were too the caught man. up in the, oh, he's my man or oh, I'm gonna stay with him until he get through with her and he's gonna come. No, baby, he's not. And it's, it's okay that he, if he doesn't. And you have to be okay with now. Stop browbeating yourself. Stop also browbeating others. And then be okay with reconciling. This is the part I played in my sadness. This yeah. is the part I played in him thinking that it was okay because I didn't set clear enough boundaries. 
or I set the boundaries and I let the nigga run all the way around him and do what he wants to do with him set some more up. And I started playing him like, okay, that's okay. What's your, did she just stuff me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'm not no stepfoot wife. I, again, I do not consider being a down ass chick, meaning that I'm going to stick around while you just do me any kind of way and you make a fool of me. <laughs> just well, just say because I got you. On fire to save you. Yeah. But is that what it is? Yeah. And, and, I'm and, not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Bob Marley has this quote where um he says, you know, everybody's gonna cause you some pain. You just got to decide who you want to endure this pain with. If that's that's the gist of it, that's not the exact quote. Yeah. And I, I agree with that to some extent, but I'm not like when I look and I think about what say love is patient, love is kind. It does not say love is painful. <laughs> love is going to break your heart. <laughs> love is gonna cause you to cry at night. <laughs> love is gonna cause you to want to go bust the stick of windows out of his car. <laughs> love is gonna love cause is you gonna to get give locked you up. Gifts that you can't give back. <laughs> love is going to give you STDs. Love is going to give you vicious, you know, bacterial infections setting off your pH balance and stuff. Love, you know, um, love should not be be doing that. And 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 if it is, who says that that's your portion? And my thing, you know, I think it's even more so having a daughter. And um, I think about, you know, these men raise their daughters. Uh, most of us, if you had a dad and or you know grandfather, whoever it was that raised you, they put when you go through school. No one holds back on what they expect out of girls. They expect mm-hmm. you to go to class and put your best foot forward and get A's. If you're active in anything, they expect you to do your best. They expect you to go to college, get into college. If you're you know, uh, an athlete, do that well. Whatever it is you do, everyone expects you to do well and to exceed. At what point does it flip to, wait a minute, now all you need to do is get somebody's last name and, and cook? And, and clean draws. Okay, if that's all we need to do, then why are we even putting girls in school? Why do we want, why would you want your daughter to get straight A's and be a lawyer or a doctor or a teacher or anything else if another person's genitalia disqualifies, make, makes all of that go away? You know, and there's some things that are just very difficult to recognize, I mean, to reconcile. Even something as simple as like, okay, all right, at what point, at what point as a woman does my, um, at what point does a man's genitalia rule out and override my wisdom and my gifts and everything else that I may have? You know, if I'm not supposed to be, you know, I mean, I, I got boys. So is it when they turn 21, they don't listen to me no more? I don't get to qualify to teach them no more. At what point does that happen? And I just think that, we are not, it, again, if, in, and instead of doing, putting all the emphasis on, on, on women and what we need and what we need to do um, in and out of the church, women get all of the information. We got all the magazines that tell us everything. We got all the books that tell us how to act like a woman, think like a man. And the poor men have nothing. So we get all this development. A woman is getting totally out of development in her 20s and 30s. And then she meets other 30 year old men who are, they have no development in those areas where it comes to relationships or anything like that. They just been out there like bobbleheads living their life. And then we want to, because they have, uh, you know, the genitalia now, well, if y'all come together, then he gonna run you. He gonna run everything. 
Mm-hmm. And that doesn't even make sense. And it's it's really doing me oh. a, a disservice because um, I saw a meme that said, or uh, um, I don't remember exactly what the meme said, but it was essentially saying the problem is not that, um, it was something about a walk in the park. You know, there are women who like walks in the park, you know, and, and things like that, but the, you know, and not a restaurant on first date. The problem is that you have a man who takes that first, that restaurant woman and tries to make her like a walk in the park, as opposed to going to find the people that like the walks in the park. And 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 we do men a disservice when we make them think that they can just go look around and I choose you. I want a Cardi. So Cardi, come over here and come cook for me and be my woman. And something's wrong with you if I got a job and I'm a good man because you need to. No, she not for you. I saw something that said, and I don't know if it's true or not, but it was like saying that Offset had issues with her lifestyle. Offset, if this is true, now why on earth would you take your behind and marry a Cardi B who is a million, already rapping, already traveling the world, a millionaire? Why would you want to marry a woman who's a millionaire, who has cooks, who probably has a dietitian and, and, and everything else and want to make her cook for you? You the fool. Something yeah. is wrong. You are in error. And so what you need to do to save yourself, your own nerves, go, you need to be skilled enough as a man to know who you are and to know what you need and go find what you need so you can be happy. So you won't have to be out here running and chasing a woman down and trying to make her act make her act right so to speak make her act the way that you want her to act and you know i had an ex that told me that though an ex that told me something similar to that he was like i'm not um how did he say it well lack of better words he said that he wasn't of the right caliber for me and i was like and it, it was an ex that i was actually a guy that i actually really liked so i was like what is he talking about like i'm not you know, I'm just a regular person. I'm not da da da. And then I had to, as I got older and I remembered that, I started thinking, I was like, you know what? He was talking about, like, you know, he likes a certain thing. And it's not that, I don't think that it's a bad thing. Yeah. When people say low hanging fruit, I'm not, I'm not making, I don't think that the woman that's a low hanging fruit is no better or no that's lesser it. than I am. That's just where you are at, right? That's it. We you are that part of the tree. Different cloths. Yep. <laughs> we're like different, we're at different parts. And if you don't want to do the work in order to climb to the top of the tree, and then also when you get to the top of the tree, keep up that same work that you got to do to stay there, that's understandable that you are okay with, you can keep on picking up and picking up and they okay. And the women that are there have to also recognize that if you're not willing to do the work to make yourself get to the top of the tree, you're going to still be there getting picked and plucked, dealing with those same things. And again, it's no shade. It's just understanding and recognizing that this is really what it is, <laughs> right? Like this, this is just yes. what it is. Here's the analogy that I like, probably because it's personal too, is the tortoise and the hare, right? So, you know, in school, I hated that story because I kind of had this real traumatic experience about my teacher telling me I was the hare um, because I could read really fast and, um, you know, just kind of like shaming me for being accelerated. And I grew up in a racist area too, so they had a lot to do with it. But one thing about, you know, when I talk to one of my best friends about this story, I'd be like, okay, everybody just a story and they say, oh, the tortoise was a good guy. That old hare, he was mean, he was fast. And my question is, 
Why on earth is a rabbit racing a turtle? Why is he living in the orchard? Why are we making a turtle even attempt to race a rabbit? That's damaging to the turtle. Let the turtle be the amphibian that he is, or reptile, I don't remember anymore. Let the turtle be what he is, and let the rabbit find his tribe. And then, you know, because what happens is, and when you, when you do this, when you don't respect who people are, then you got turtles who look at rabbits and be like, she ain't she all that. Well, maybe she took the rabbit. That's all it is. And then you have rabbits who are looking at turtles like, oh, they so slow. These two animals don't even live. They're not even made the same. They don't even live in the same ecosystem. Rabbits don't even go into water. Turtles need to go in and out of it. So it's like we need to we need to have this way where we figure out how to respect who every single person is. And it's okay. Who you are is who you are. If you will if you are down at the bottom of the vine, if you the grapes, if you the carrots that grow out, or whether you the apples that's hanging on the tree, it's quite all right. Find your tribe. You yes, know, apples yes. go with other apples, or get some, you know, plum. You know, it's it's find your tribe and stop trying to, you know, accept where you are and stop trying to make others be something that they're not to make you comfortable. And that's that's the biggest thing that we have to do is we have to be. I think what causes so much trouble amongst everyone, anyone, period, is we're projecting. Mm. And we're always projecting what we don't like about ourselves onto others. And until we accept who we are and love whatever we are, flaws and all, we're going to always be projecting some other thing. Oh, I don't like that you did this or I don't like that you're doing that. And I think that's so unfortunate, especially for women. Because when I think about like, um, I want to segue into September 23rd. So thank you, thank you, thank you all for coming back tonight. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for listening. I know we've been on hiatus just a little bit, um, but school has started. And y'all know I'm a school teacher, so like trying to keep up with that. And my production manager is a senior. Shout out to Anthony. Um, so like trying to make sure that we're <sighs> both free and doing different things. It's been really difficult, but thank y'all so much for bearing with uh, 30-something. We're excited to get these last three episodes of season one out uh, and get prepared for season two.